Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino and... Oh, shit. Oh, dear. What's better than this? Guys, we are dudes from the Draft News Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts on this Friday edition of the Draft News Podcast, continuing our series uh, called Up and Comers, covering the NFC North today, the Bears, Packers, Vikings, and Lions. Kyle, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. Happy Friday. We've got another week in the books, and that means we're, what, nine days? Nine days away from launch day? Nine days away, sir. That is uh, that is outstanding. We're getting real close. we got uh, a lot of progress on our positional ranks. Joe, have you caught up to me in positional rankings that you've done now? Oh, I will by the, by the end of the. Oh, I the know. Next he, I I would hope so, that you eventually will. But I'm asking, have you now? No, I haven't. But I don't oh, want geez. the people to think I'm sitting on my hands. Oh boy, I'm oh, working boy. hard. <laughs> I'm working hard. I'm I'm starting to move on to some national guys. I have to. I got yeah, some takes on I'm... some quarterbacks. I know. Okay. I know. Ben Solak is kind of our our designated quarterback guru with the uh, contextualized quarterbacking that he did at the 2018 class, which was terrific. But uh, I'm chasing him. I, I, I want that title, and I've got some takes. Well, uh, I will have to catch up to these quarterbacks, and we can talk quarterbacks very, very soon. Kyle, I have a question for you. That ain't no problem. God, are, we, are you going to do that? Tonight? That ain't no problem. Uh, I need I need to interject. That ain't no uh, problem. We we have uh, our draft network meetings are done. Obviously, we're all in different locations. So when we meet, it's it's basically one big uh, video video conference call. And the entire time, Kyle did that. 
in our meeting yesterday. So uh, God bless Shannon Sharp. Man, I just it's, it's he he comes go. he comes out with a soundbite like every week. He he like he clearly outstages Skip every single show that they do. But he has he has this terrific. The only thing I'm seeing is the memes that get posted. Okay. Um. And, and Shannon's got a new meme every single week. I love it. And, and uh, as a result, you'll hear me say, that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Quite All a right. bit over the course of the next, over the next several we've, weeks. We've been warned. Uh, so what I was going to say there, Kyle, is yeah. have you seen the Patriots, what they're doing with the jersey numbers? Like, Sony Michelle is wearing 51 right now. He has to earn his number. Uh, Danny Etling, 58. All the rookies are wearing, like, non-traditional numbers for their position. What if it's an offensive lineman? Uh, well, I imagine, like, like what, Isaiah wins? Probably yeah, is, wearing, I, like, is what, he wearing number, number two? <laughs> uh, I, need to under, I need to look further into this so that I know the answer to that. Are we playing high school football? With 51. Are we What's playing that? high school football? Look, Belichick wants the guy to earn the number. It's like this the Browns is, and the helmet This stripes. is as dumb as earn your stripes with the Browns. They don't care. It's pro football, right? No, there's no professional football player that's going to say, gee whiz, I better try my ass off today so I can get from 51 to 41 and get 10 digits closer to my preferred number at 21. Nobody's doing that. It's outrageous. Uh, it's Belichick, though, so we don't question Belichick. Haven't we learned that? Maybe we should. In this in this regard, maybe we should. All right. It's a, it's it's gone too far to make your first round running back wear fifty one <laughs> so that he can earn his number. Really? I don't I don't know. I'm out, man. I'm out. That's fine, though. NFC North, Kyle. Shall NFC we? The, North. The, con- the concept, again, for the folks is uh, we are doing up-and-comers, so we're going to discuss some of the younger players within the division that are set to take on interesting or prominent roles here in the 2018 season. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to take a lead. I'm going to do this because uh, I'm really – when I started looking at the rosters and, and uh, the young talent in this division, my eyes – lit up when I saw what the Green Bay Packers had in the secondary. Obviously, uh, their, their first two picks this year, Jair Alexander and, uh, and Josh Jackson, and then you put that with a couple of guys from last year and Josh Jones and Kevin King, and for a secondary that allowed a 102 passer rating against it last year, uh, there is a lot of uh, talent that has been added to it through this year's draft and some guys that are up and coming, uh, like I mentioned in Jones and, and Kevin King, and so... Uh, really anxious to see how this works together. Um, you know, I love Alexander. He was my top cornerback in last year's draft. I think he can win in so many different techniques. Josh Jackson, you love him in zone. His ball skills are just off the charts. And then, uh, you know, Josh Jones is a guy who started making plays last year. He's kind of a, uh, he's, he's a physical guy, but I think he has a little bit of more interchangeable upside than maybe some people get him credit for. And then Kevin King, not a player I'm particularly high on, but, you know, he does have some interesting physical traits. And so uh, there's a lot of talent in this young secondary in Green Bay. And uh, they've had a lot of moving pieces here over the last few years trying to get the right mix. And they've got some certainly have some, they certainly have some young, talented guys right now to, 
to see who fits into the equation. Yeah, this is uh, th- these moves are not an endorsement of 2015 second round pick Quentin Rollins, are they? Mm-hmm. That, that no. they, they went out and drafted two corners and signed Tremont Williams, um, plus a second round pick last year at Kevin King. Uh, I guess the numbers make, game makes a ton of sense why they would move on from Demarius Randall, right? Yeah, yeah. Smart move to kind of bump him off. Yeah, they moved him around so much, you know. I, I just never got a chance to get comfortable at any one spot. So we'll see how he does with Cleveland. Joe, who wins the backup quarterback job, Brett Hundley or Deshaun Kaiser? Uh, I, I, they'll probably keep them both, right? Yeah, but who wins the backup job? But, yeah, job? you're going to dress one of them. They're going to dress Hundley. Yeah, he's been there too Game long. Ex- yeah, it's it's too much familiarity with the system. So when I look at the Packers, I'm really intrigued with this running back group, right? They got Ty Montgomery, who was a college wide receiver, drafted in the third round in 2015, and uh, has shown a lot of promise at running back. But then they they promptly went out and drafted two running backs in the 2017 draft with uh, Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones, and and Aaron Jones uh, hit with a, a brief suspension to start this year. And uh, Jamal Williams, I think, is a a favorable fit for kind of what they do. And Ty Montgomery is kind of the you, know, you want to talk about unorthodox numbers. Oh, my God. Clutch your pearls, folks. He's wearing 88 still as a running back. But, um, yeah, I, I think they've got a lot of interesting pieces in the running back room. And Jamal's kind of the, the traditional back. Ty Montgomery's a little bit more of an electric weapon. And with the, the weapons that the Packers have with Adams and Cobb and Jimmy Graham now, uh, they got some young guys like Jamon Moore and EQ St. Brown, uh, couple promising players in the past couple years, like Geronimo Allison and D'Angelo Yancey. I think Yancey's going to be a contributor on this team, maybe more so than Geronimo, who I wasn't crazy about coming out, but uh, was a productive player at the college level. And um, I I think Ty's going to have a great opportunity to be a Swiss Army knife for this offense and uh, not necessarily a player that you're going to be able to key on for personnel purposes if you're a defensive coach. And uh, I, I'm excited to see what they do with all these pieces because they have three talented backs. And when Aaron Jones gets back, they're just going to be able to roll guys right in and right out and not miss a beat. Yeah, it's, it's it's just like the tight end position for Green Bay. It's like I just want Aaron Rodgers to have the running game and the tight end's position solidified uh, because it's to me. Uh, Kyle, how about the Detroit Lions in this linebacking core? A couple guys that they drafted in 2017, their top pick, Gerard Davis from Florida, uh, and then uh, Jalen Reeves-Mabin, a, a linebacker they took from Tennessee in the fourth round. And I think both those guys can play, man. Uh, Davis is a player I, I, I had a first-round grade on last year. And, um, you know, he, he had some issues in coverage last year especially. And that wasn't something that I thought he struggled with at Florida in his final year. And um, so looking for him to get a little bit more comfortable, he's a guy that we've had on this podcast. And, you know, you just got the, the vibe that the dude just loves football, and he, you know, he eat, breathes, sleeps it. And, um, you know, I, I think that you're going to see a big jump from him uh, year one to year two as he becomes that uh, that that guy on the second level that's, you know, kind of that, that that field general. I think he could be that for Matt Patricia and his uh, his defense there. And then Jalen Reeves-Maven, who is a guy that has battled injuries, uh, you know, even last year and then at Tennessee. But uh, he's a guy that has a lot of athleticism. A lot of ability to win it as a pursuit style linebacker is you know, something that we see more and more in the NFL right now. Guys that can aren't necessarily big burly dudes, but they can win in space and they can cover 
and they can cover ground and, and you know win from the backside and chase down plays. I think that you can get that style of player in Jalen Reeves Maven and this this Detroit Lions linebacking situation, you know, those two guys factor into the mix and then they've got like Christian Jones and De- Devin Kennard. Like I think it's wide open for both of those guys to really carve out big time roles here in year two of their careers. You wanna you want a linebacker hot take? Give me for it. the Detroit Lions. Al Rashid Benton makes that roster. Oh. West Virginia okay. player. UDFA. You it's look so slow though. Oh, stop it. Be nice. Uh, you look at the competition in the linebacker group. You got uh, Devon Kennard, Jared Davis, Christian Jones, Jalen Re- Jalen Reeves, Maven, locks to make the roster. Right? I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. The remaining players: Jonathan Freeney's probably going to be the next guy up as the fifth linebacker if they keep six. It's Benton, Nick Belore, and Steve Longa. I'll take my odds with Al Rashid Benton. I think that dude can play. Well, Matt Patricia's had uh, linebackers like Brandon Spikes, like the aging David Harris. You know, he's not been afraid to take those downhill, you know, just guys that'll stick their face in the fan against a fullback or something. So, I mean, I guess that would probably be, you know, the combination of Patricia having those types of backers in the past. And then, like you said, the opportunity, you know, if he's going to have to prove that he can be an asset on teams. But, you know, I think I I just hated his movement. He's very physical playing forward. He is. Very slow. So are their edge rushers, with the exception of Ziggy Ansah. This is a weird defensive line in general, right? Kind of looking at this. Just like a Patriots defensive line. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. (laughs) Patriots West. Ziggy Ansah, super twitched up guys playing on the the franchise tag this year. Anthony Zettel's the opposing starting defensive end, which I never would have guessed. (laughs) Zettel coming out of college. The dude wears number 69, speaking of unorthodox numbers, hashtag nice. Zettel, sixth-round pick in 2016. He was a defensive tackle at Penn State. And uh, right now he's slated to play the opposite starting defensive end, opposite Ziggy Ansah. Uh, Kerry Hyder's one to watch. Kerry Hyder's another weird one, right? Like, Kerry Hyder actually had, like, really good sack production. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, Kind of out of nowhere. He was another guy that played predominantly on the interior. Uh, so as I'm looking at this defensive death chart for the Lions, they got to be hoping they just beat the hell out of you up front and uh, let Jared Davis kind of flow to the football freely and uh, kind of let him off the chain. But he's just got to be more disciplined coming to balance. Uh, Joe. The buzz in Detroit is that your favorite running back from this past year's draft class, Carrion Johnson, is going to be the starting back. And I'm not going to offer any analysis here. I would just like your thoughts on that prospect. I think it's a good fit um, because the amount of uh, outside zone that I think Detroit's going to run this year, it's something that Carrion did really good with in, in college. I think in terms of the way he fits into that type of, of a running attack, I think is very good. Um, my my issues with carry on weren't so much that I didn't like him. It was it was that, you know, I was seeing this guy, I'm looking at big boards, and he's like in the top 25, top 30, and I just thought that was really rich. Now, in the right role and the, the right team, at the right point in the draft, 
I can get behind Carryon Johnson as a third or fourth round pick, but um, you know, I just thought he was a little bit overrated in terms of his physical traits, and we'll see how it goes. I think he has a chance to be productive for Detroit. So, how do you feel about Detroit uh, selecting him in the second round with the forty-third overall pick? See, that's—I mean, I think that's—that's that's, to me that's high. But if if he comes in and he solidifies that running back spot, something that Detroit has. Lord God, they've had a revolving door there. Uh, you know, last year really plagued them, not really having a guy that can grind out yards. And so they've really addressed that not only with the, with his pickup, but LeGarrette Blunt as well. Um, you know, it's it's rich, but if they have their, their answer at running back for years to come, then, you know, we, we'll never think about him being an early, a little bit early for my blood. Right. I mean, that that's the, the context to the draft in general that gets lost sometimes, right? Is we're like, oh well, you know, this guy's a little early. But if he ends up being a true scheme fit, and they're they're grading on different criteria than we are, then we can't hate it too much. You can still be a little apprehensive about the value of the pick. And I think you have the perfect mentality, Joe, where it's like if it was you doing the evaluation, you know, maybe that's not where you would look at that player. But Detroit and what their criteria are for the picks. Time will tell if they were correct in their assessment or not, but very clearly they, they valued carry on and, and what he brought between the tackles because Theo Riddick and Amir Abdullah aren't bringing it. So they, they clearly needed a different style of player, and as you said, carry on Johnson and LeGarrette Blount coming in there uh, will do that for them. Speaking of running backs in the NFC North, who's here for a Dalvin Cook breakout year in 2018? Because I know I am. I'm really excited about, you know, even despite an offensive line that has probably two good players on it, uh, Riley Reef and Pat Elfline, uh, <clears throat> Kyle Krabs, first-round grade, Pat Elfline, 2017, uh, got toot your own horn, right? Uh, despite the fact that the remaining offensive line is Nick Easton at left guard, Mike Remmers at right, at right guard, and Rashad Hill at right tackle with Brian O'Neill probably being the swing tackle for now. It's not a good group. But the good news is Dalvin Cook, much like Saquon Barkley, is used to running behind absolutely no push on the offensive line. Because you go back and watch Dalvin at Florida State, and a lot of times that Florida State offensive line was physically superior to guys, so they would lean on him, and they would create movement, even though there's not a lot of pro potential in that offensive line. And when they, they met up against some of the higher-end defenses that they played, Dalvin was still able to create a lot of plays with his agility in short areas and that quickness and his vision and anticipation. Like, those things were huge for Dalvin. So I think that's going to really come into play for Dalvin. And with Kirk Cousins coming in, Regardless of what you think of Cousins as a passer, I do think he's an upgrade at the quarterback position. And with Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs and Kyle Rudolph there, uh, that's a really exciting kind of base set for Kirk Cousins to work with. And Dalvin Cook should be one of the primary beneficiaries there. Kyle, there's a quarterback that I'm pretty excited about in this division. That's Mitch Trubisky. Year two with the Chicago Bears, so many things uh, working in his favor. Number one, he entered the NFL pretty limited when it came to uh, starting experience, just his final year there at UNC. And so he came in with not a lot of uh, not a lot of time as a, as a starting quarterback, uh, you know, even in the ACC. And so he got a chance to 
to play some last year, started, uh, what, the last 12 games. And, you know, you could just tell the training wheels were on, but they almost had to be on just given the infrastructure of that offense. Just no receivers, banged up offensive line, and uh, and a really uninspiring offensive scheme and coaching staff. And so, you know, you, you fast forward to this year, and now they've got Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel and Trey Burton and Anthony Miller. And, uh, you know, they've added James White to the – or James Daniels to the offensive line. Uh, hopefully Kyle Long's healthy. Cody Whitehair's you know, becoming one of the better interior blockers in the game. You've got this mixture in running back and Jordan Howard and, and, uh, and Tariq Cohen. And uh, now you've got Mitch Trubisky with, you know, working with Mark Helfrich and, and uh, Matt Nagy, uh, two really innovative offensive minds. And you get really excited about, about Mitch and his upside, you know, not only with the coaching staff, but with the, the much, much, much improved infrastructure and you know Trubisky think back to his days in North Carolina very accurate quarterback he knows how to extend plays he can win with his uh win with his feet and get outside the pocket and make throws on the run and so I get I mean just look this is just a night and day experience in terms of what's around Mitch in year two plus he's so much more experienced I mean I you get nervous like just expecting too much from him but, man, like everything is ripe for him to really have a great season and really start to progress in his career. Yeah, absolutely. They put him on the uh, Carson Wentz plan, right? Where Carson yeah, well, Wentz... hopefully that's the Josh Allen plan for me. Uh, well, year. I don't know about that. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. so with, with everything that's been built up, and from the coaching staff down to personnel for the Bears, I had a hot take. Um, I think it was... It was early in the summer, Joe, but I said, you know, I would be willing to bet that Mitch Trubisky is the first Chicago Bears quarterback in franchise history to pass for 4,000 yards. Can I get your what reaction he... to that? Oh, man. That's, two, um, that's 250 yards a game. Oh, that's tough. I don't think it's crazy if you made me pick whether or not I believe that's true, I'll say it's false, but I don't think you're crazy for saying that. No, I mean, I mean the the personnel is there. Like, yes. Allen Robinson, yes, he's coming off an injury, but he was injured early last year. He didn't play it yeah, down, ready. so he oh, will yeah. be 100% ready. Anthony Miller, uh, top 20 player on my board. I know you really loved him too, Joe. Taylor Gabriel, they have some interchangeability between those two guys. Can Kevin White finally stay on the field? Maybe. Even, nice. if, even if he doesn't, they've got three solid options at tight end with Shaheen, Trey Burton, who came over in free agency, and Deion Sims. Plus a really solid running game to prevent teams from just you know, backing out of the box. Jordan Howard's been extremely productive. Tariq Cohen has a receiving option on the backfield. I'm really excited about what the Bears did. I'm there with you. And as you said, Nagy and Helfrich is the coaching staff that's going to build around this. I think Chicago can do some really, really nice things offensively in 2018. Uh, Kyle, so we have, uh, we have two of our predictive hot takes that we need to be monitoring. This one and then the Sammy Watkins one, which was it 80 receptions, 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns. You said he won't meet any of those yeah, marks? Yeah, he, he won't touch any of those. Do you right, want to write gotta, that down? We're going to need to, yeah, because uh, we need to follow up on these. And yeah, give me, give me Mitch, Mitch 4,000 4, plus and Sammy yeah. under all of those barometers. I, okay, 
This is fun. All right, we'll see if any other. Do any you have Do you have any hot takes or no? You just gonna let me throw me to the wolves here? Well, I think I did have a hot take. I said that Sammy would have eighty, eleven hundred, and seven. Okay, but that, so that's a head to head. Are Are you gonna count? Are you gonna toot your own horn if Mitch doesn't throw for four thousand though? No, because you are vehemently against that. So, uh, and I'm not vehemently against Mitch okay. passing for four okay. k. So, so that that's your I, homework is to come up with another blazing hot take so that I have something that I can write down for you. My, my, the one that I've been going with, but I'm not sitting here like ready to like, you know, put my name on it, is that go. I think three teams from the AFC South are going to the playoffs. But... Oh, so that's something we can talk about on tomorrow's show. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow yeah. is AFC there, South. There you go. Yes. There you go. Um, my parting thought here is Eddie Jackson, God bless him. Eddie made me look good last year. He had a great season as a fourth-round rookie. And uh, it's all because he broke his leg and didn't test athletically. So everybody forgets about Eddie. And, uh, you know, Eddie actually had his jersey, Joe, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as of, like, midseason last year because he had two, I think it was 70-plus touchdown returns defensively in the same game. So they put Eddie Jackson's uniform in the Hall of Fame. And I'm, that's all the information I need to mark Eddie Jackson, who was one of my favorite prospects from the 2017 draft. Uh, mark that down as a win. I'm taking the win no matter what else happens from here. Uh, Kyle, my parting thought, um, Minnesota Vikings defensive tackle Jaleel Johnson. Um, you know, obviously their, their top guys are Linval Joseph and Sheldon Richardson. But uh, I think Jaleel Johnson has a chance to really carve out some time in in the mix this year at defensive tackle. They lost, you know, there's a lot of different pieces here on this defensive line in the interior. And so Jaleel Johnson, a guy that I thought was, was a good football player coming out of Iowa, he had a great senior bowl, really strong point of attack player, not super athletic. Uh, but uh, I think that he has a chance to really, play, you know, maybe play 15, 20% of the snaps and provide, a, you know, a, a stable presence in there when, Linval Joseph needs to step out. Folks, there you have it. NFC North edition of the Draft Dudes Up and Comer series is in the books. We hope you guys enjoyed today's show. We apologize for the lull uh, yesterday on Thursday, but uh, as Joe mentioned, we were having our the Draft Network uh, weekly conference call, and that ran quite long. And the reason why it ran quite long is because we have a lot of great stuff plan for you guys. We're making sure we have all our T's crossed and I's dotted. And thank goodness I got that saying right on the first try. Because it's a 50-50 chance before I say my T's are dotted and my I's are crossed. So, uh, I'm taking that as a win, just like I'm taking Eddie Jackson as a win. And we're going to sign off on today's episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Follow along. Football season is coming. Training camps are beginning to open. Folks, we've made it. You know, it's all downhill from here. It's going to be a nice, easy transition into the preseason. I believe there's the Hall of Fame game this weekend. Is that correct, Joe? Oh, uh, August 2nd. August What's 2nd. I'm a, a week, week ahead. Sunday. Okay, so it's this, this will be our last Sunday without NFL football. So once that Hall of Fame game rolls around, the Draft Network's debut is right behind it. So you guys have a lot to look forward to in the coming weeks. Uh, make sure you follow along with us. Joe is at the Joe Marino on Twitter. I am at grinding the tape on Twitter. 
Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.